This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. Global News has learned that the B.C. government is getting ready to introduce permanent daylight saving time legislation tomorrow. If passed, that means that we could have permanent daylight saving time as early as 2020. That would mean no more time change back and forth. And remember, this is all part of that public consultation process where more than 93% of the British Columbians who had filled out uh, that public consultation form called for getting rid of that time change. Let's find out more about this now. How is this going to work? It's very timely, too, considering that the time change of us going back an hour is this weekend. Richard Zussman joins us now, our Global News online legislative reporter. Hi, Richard. Hi, Simi. Okay, so what did you find out? It's not often you get to change time, but that's what Premier John Horgan (laughs) is trying to do. So the legislation will be introduced tomorrow morning. This, as you mentioned, is something that British Columbians have been calling for. It was the most popular public consultation in British Columbia's history. More than 93% of people said they wanted to see permanent, permanent daylight saving time. In the legislation, it will outline a new time zone, called Pacific Time. It will also have a caveat in the legislation that will preclude those who live in the Peace Region and the Kootenays who are on Mountain Time from doing this as well. The important thing in all of this is the timing and when this will actually affect our clock. So as everyone knows, we are falling back an hour early Sunday morning. That will not change. This legislation will open the door for the change in 2020. And if you've been following this story, you're now asking yourself, well, what about the Pacific U.S. states? Yes. Premier Horgan has long said he wants B.C. to be in lockstep with those states. But there's some struggles happening down there in terms of uh, how they're moving forward. At one point, Washington, California, Oregon all had legislation in place uh, to go to permanent daylight saving time. But what they need is for the Congress which is now tied up in impeachment hearings and other things to approve the legislation. That could take time and potentially could take longer than a year. The other factor here as well is California has backed away from its legislation and it's now looking at permanent standard time. So it may be hard to bring California along as well. But the BC government acknowledges the public wants this. The legislation is in place to enable it. And I think Premier Horgan would have a very hard time not ensuring that the seasonal time changes are gone by November of 2020. Now, see, I'm all for what California is thinking about, because I seem to remember that when our public consultation was done, Richard, we weren't given that option. It was about, do you want to stay on daylight saving time? It didn't ask you, or would you rather stay on standard time? Right. And I think we've heard from experts, and we'll have an interview on the news hour tonight uh, with an expert in sleep who says that there are concerns around permanent daylight saving time because it pushes our internal clock back an hour because it's darker in the morning and lighter in the evening. And because of our work schedules and our drop-off schedules, that could have a profound impact on the way people operate. So there are still going to be some concerns, but it was overwhelming, Simi, when people were asked about permanent daylight saving time, that's what they chose. I know it's a little bit, uh, the survey was leading people down that path. Yes. But it was still an overwhelming change that people want to remain on, on one, one time. time for the entire year. 
Right. That's what I, that's what I take away from that too, is that regardless of which one it is that people have said, they don't want to make this time change anymore. Right. And you know, it's one of those things, David Eby, the attorney general will be presenting the legislation. Uh, he just spoke to us very briefly because there's not a lot they can say officially around the legislation because it doesn't come out until tomorrow. But you know, we hear from parents whose kids don't know that they're supposed to sleep in an extra hour or wake up an extra yeah. hour and what <laughs> oh, that means yes. for the the rhythms of getting your kids to school. Simi, you and I both know that well. Yes. Uh, also, we've heard lots about people with pets. You know, pets don't know it's daylight saving time and they're supposed to have an extra hour of sleep. So there are parts of this where people just don't understand. And, and daylight saving time and seasonal time changes date back to before the world wars. And there were conversations around efficiencies and around giving light to farmers in the morning. You know, we have something called electricity now that we didn't have ah. when this came into effect. And so this is one of those antiquated rituals that we have that BC is tackling. Saskatchewan's already done it. Arizona's already done it. Lots of states in the U.S. are looking at doing it. Florida is another big one. So I think BC is sort of falling in lockstep here. Tara Holmes from Kamloops is one of the people who've been pushing the hardest on this. She has a petition that's been circulating for years. She just says BC should go at it alone. We should be leaders. If we do it, then she's convinced other jurisdictions along the coast will follow. Now, does this mean that it's a done deal? So they're going to introduce this legislation tomorrow. Yeah. That means it is happening or does this put the legal mechanism in place right. to allow it to happen? So it's enabling legislation. So if the legislation passes, which we expect it will, uh, it then gives BC the tool to switch the clock whenever it wants. And so, uh, but it doesn't necessarily mean they will use that legislation. And that's one of the things that we'll hear from Premier John Horgan tomorrow about this. Uh, he will no doubt talk about the importance of being in lockstep, but he will also open up the idea of BC going at it alone. And I think that's something that will need to be resolved over the next year. It's clever putting it in now, considering the province is giving itself the maximum amount of time to try to get the U.S. states involved. Premier Horgan has been speaking uh, to Jay Inslee, the governor of Washington, about this a lot, as well as the governors of California and Oregon. Uh, they have been in communication with how we can all work on this together. Uh, it's, it, it's one of those things, you know, obviously Premier Horgan has a lot of more important things to spend his time on. But he has said in the past, this is the one thing, Simi, that he has received more correspondence about than right. anything else, more than money laundering, more than housing affordability. You know, those are clearly issues the government's tackling that are more significant to people's lives. But this is one of those things that obviously matters just a little bit twice a year to British Columbia. And I remember that. That's what I was going to bring up is that I remember at the beginning of when they took office, became informed government, that I remember he was asked about this and he kind of poo-pooed it. And he kind of went, yeah, this isn't really a priority. Then they went and did the public consultation and it came back with these overwhelming numbers. And then they went, oh, I guess maybe people really want to do this. So it's been a change for the government as well. Yeah, you're missing one step there, Sammy. He poo-pooed it and then immediately was <laughs> yeah. um, overwhelmed yeah. with letters from people. He said like every day <laughs> they would get hundreds of letters from people across the province who say, well, we care about this. And then they launched the public consultation. Then the response was overwhelming. You know, the 93% number stands out. When people were asked if they want to be in lockstep with the Pacific states, 55% said they did, 45% said they didn't. Uh, you know, the, the change came because of public feedback. Yes. And again, it's not the most important issue John Horgan will deal with as premier, but it's nice to see that a premier responds to something that's driven by the public, yeah. takes the public's opinion to heart, 
puts in place legislation. You know, is there a chance we don't see this next year? Maybe, but I, I can't believe the government would not go ahead with it considering how overwhelming the public support has been. It certainly has been. All right, Richard, thank you. Thanks, Amy. That is Richard Desmond, our Global News online legislative reporter, breaking the story this hour.